Welcome to the Dance Floor Podcast. I'm very excited today to have on as my guest, one of my all-time favorite dance partners. Hi, Tom. <laughs> hey, Lauren. How are you? Good. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome to Mary Grove and the Thank first you. mobile podcast. This is the first ever mobile podcast I've ever done. It's very exciting. All of the cords are plugged in. Sound is coming through, so this is this is just really, really exciting. So Tom and I were partnered together for an event that we did recently called Dancing with the Chad Tough Stars. And the premise for the event is that supporters of the organization are paired up with professional ballroom dancers. They have a finite amount of time and lessons to learn a ballroom routine from scratch. Many of them did not have any dance experience. Tom specifically had zero dance zero, experience. exactly. Tell us a little bit about the Chad Tuff Foundation and how you got started with that organization. Well, you know, I've known uh, the Carr family for a long time. I, I, when I was an undergrad, I worked for Coach Carr, who is Chad Carr's grandfather. Um, so I've known Jason and Tammy, the mom and dad, for a long time, and have just been involved with the foundation ever since Chad passed away and Tammy and Jason founded the foundation and started to raise money to combat DIPG. And and so it's just been a privilege to be involved, not only because it's a great cause, but because they're great people leading that cause. It basically provides funding for pediatric brain cancer research? Correct. DIPG is a, is a as of right now, incurable form of, of pediatric brain cancer. And and thanks in, in large measure to Chad's inspiration and Tammy and Jason's efforts, they've raised literally tens of millions of dollars now just in the last wow. few years for DIPG research, which is being a hub of which is becoming the University of Michigan uh, hospital and, and, and research arm. So it's they've just done so, so much great work in such a short period of time. And as I said before, they're just really good people that do fun events like the one you and I had the chance to participate in. So it's it's more than just raising funds for DIPG. It's raising, building relationships and friend raising as well. Yeah, it's incredible. When Tammy spoke at the end of the night after we'd all performed and danced and everything, she talked a little bit about the foundation and then she showed videos of Chad dancing and yeah. he would go over to the speaker and play different kinds of music. And I just found that so touching because it just made total sense that a dance event would provide funding Yeah, for I thought it. that was really neat how they tied it all together and how this was a the kind of event and the content of which the programming was something that would have been particularly special to Chad, which is really cool. When you were approached to actually participate in the event, how did that happen? Like, what what was Tammy's reasoning in trying to get you to learn a dance? What were well, your thoughts? I, it was almost an afterthought. Tammy and I were talking about some other things related to the foundation, and then at the end of our conversation, she said, no, by the way, <laughs> I'm sure you won't want to do this, but I felt like I need to ask. And so she explained the, the event, and I originally thought, no, I wouldn't have time to do something like that, but I was transitioning from Shinola into new things and thought, I've got some time, and this might be a really fun way to be involved and give me something to do during the transition period. So, Were you terrified to learn to dance at all? Like, What were your expectations going into this versus like the reality of what happened? That's a good question. I, I was ready to work hard at it. It was harder than I even thought, trying to just figure out the choreography and it takes a lot of coordination so and took a lot of obviously practice uh so I think it was probably a little bit of a of a of a bigger lift than I thought it would be but it was also a lot more fun than I expected it to be so it was it was a I really enjoyed the the time that we spent together practicing I enjoyed the event itself getting to know some of the other dancers it was it was really a lot of uh a lot of fun 
It's incredible. I actually feel like a lot of people, whether they're learning for an event like a wedding or like a showcase for students that perform or whether they're just learning as a hobby, I feel like that's the feedback that I get a lot from people is that they didn't expect how challenging it was going to be but they also didn't realize how fun it was going to be. There's nothing like, I mean, I know it's such a cliche, but there's just nothing like dancing. It's the most incredible exercise and activity you can do. And obviously I'm biased towards ballroom dancing because I think working with a partner in any situation in life is so crucial to kind of develop that kind of communication Mm -hmm. is is really, really important. And I do think you bring up a great point. It's more than just the physical act of dancing. It's the You've really got to think, or I did anyway, think yeah. about what I'm doing. And then to your point, you've got to make that connection so that it's because it's, it, it's team sport, right? It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not just an individual effort, and you have to be able to work with your partner in order to make it make sense. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because whether I'm working with someone like you, we're like a very short-term partnership, or whether I'm working with my husband, who we've danced for years, or, or my friend Dwight, we've danced together for years, you really are coming to, like when you said it's a team effort, it's... It's such a good way of putting that because whenever you're bringing two people together, you're coming from different viewpoints, you're coming from different opinions, and learning that communication and that compromise is just, it's insane how many places in life you can apply that to. It's really, right. really crazy. And a recognition that everything's different, right? Like, we talked about this even when you would choreograph something a certain way, we'd try it and it just didn't fit. It doesn't fit, right. right. It doesn't fit. So, and there's a lot of those situations where it may make sense on paper, but when you put it into practice or it's the two individuals who happen to be involved that may work, work for two different individuals, but it's all very specific. Exactly. You have to be kind of malleable when you're working with someone else like that. I always tell people that choreography is a lot like trying on clothes. Like if I was working with you and I'm choreographing a routine for you, I can't actually have the whole routine mapped out in my head and then teach it to you and expect it to be perfect. Because like if you were going to the store and you had the exact same height measurements and everything else as this other dude, you could try in the same outfit and you guys could look completely different or it like doesn't fit right. Exactly. Choreography is weird like that. There's like a mystery to it where just even physically some of the things that you try to do, it sounds right. Like you said, good on paper, but then you actually try to physically like, do it oh, and you're no. like, no. No, not so much. This isn't working. So one of the things that I felt was really enjoyable with working with you is that you have a background in sports. You're very athletic. You're in great shape. And I feel like you having that background of that discipline of repetition and muscle memory was really, really key to your work ethic throughout the routine. Do you think that that had an influence or do you just have nothing to compare it to? Well, I think it's, it, it is a way of being trained in anything that you set your mind to doing, right? The, the idea is to complete it, whatever that completion looks like. It, when, whether you're in, in, in playing sports and in being, in working around sports for a long time, that was always the goal. The goal is to accomplish what you set out to do, usually by winning at whatever contest right. it is. And in this case, that was kind of the same approach. It's if I, as I told you from day one, if I'm going to do this, I want to be able to learn as best I can and be as functional as possible <laughs> instead of I just love trying that to word fake functional. it. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, my, my You're bar like, was not really high. I don't want to be beautiful. High, I don't right? want to be the best dancer. I just want <laughs> my to bar was not high, uh, but it took a lot of work to even get there and do it in a way that had some degree of authenticity behind it. Yeah, just I, I do find that funny, though, because your expectations were so low. And yet when I started working with you, I was like, oh, wow, this guy is like legit. He's serious. Because one of the first things you said to me, I was choreographing something, and it was kind of blatantly obvious that you were sort of maybe going to be standing there and like holding my hand, but I was going to be doing some sort of a line. And you said, just make sure you're not just dancing around me, like teach me how to dance. And then I thought, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, And I that was that meant a lot, because if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it in a, in a way that was, again, as authentic as it could be for somebody who was 
brand new to it, but in a way that really made it that much more challenging than just kind of trying to check the boxes. Well, what do you think was the hardest or the most challenging part of learning the dance routine? Wow, that's a good question. I didn't know even how to learn to dance. Like, you tried different right. ways to teach me. So I didn't even know how to learn, much less what to learn, right? So that I think having to to understand whether it was more visual and looking at when you would film a video of it, I could look at it and do it from a sort of mental memorization perspective a little bit and try and translate that into action. Yeah. Uh, or whether it was doing it on the floor, whether it was doing it together or separately. So learning how to learn was as challenging as anything. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I was just talking with my friend about this the other day about like the three styles of learning there are. There's like auditory, visual, and kinetic. I feel like you're a very visual learner though. I, In fact, I had to find myself being really, really careful at how I demonstrated things to you. Like even, even just from, again, from a ballroom perspective, there's also sort of like this masculine version of something and a feminine version of something. And a lot of times if I was doing something with you, you would be an exact mirror image of whatever I was doing. And I'd be like, oh, I wonder why he's doing that with his arm and then I'd be like I'm doing that with yeah. my arm and, and I was probably picking up the exact wrong thing to do right. but yeah but no it's 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 funny how, how how much that is I'm very kinetic I like to be like touched I like to be physically like moved and manipulated because that's how it gets into my muscle memory so I think even just sort of having that awareness of how you learn and how your brain processes things is really important so that you can actually get it into your muscle memory yeah and, and it's actually funny that you say that because even after we danced and we got the videos I thought, you know what, we sh- I should have had a video of both of us dancing and be able to critique that before oh, we did totally. it. Oh, totally. Right? Totally. And, and in hindsight, that would be the one thing I would have done differently because I would have noticed things that I was doing or not doing that I couldn't have noticed unless I saw it on That you're not even aware of. Right, exactly. It's so insanely frustrating, I think, for us as dancers that we what we think we're doing versus how it's either coming across through an audience or what we're actually doing. We're not using our full range of motion. Right. We're not stretching our lines as far as we can. We, what we're doing that seems so big, because, I mean, obviously, when you're performing and you're on a dance floor, you want to seem as big as possible. You wanna, you're attracting attention intentionally, and that doesn't always translate in a way that you want it to. Sometimes the most frustrating moments in my dance career are I'll get, like, a video back from a competition, and I'm like, I killed it. I totally killed it. I know I did. And then I watched the video and I'm like, what was I doing? This is insane. Well, and you were talking a minute ago about the parallels between sport, uh, background in sports and, and dancing. Right. And this is one of those exact parallels. I mean, I grew up in a world, both personally and professionally, where you watched film. That's what you do in football. They film the game on Sunday. You watch it on Monday. You see what you did wrong, what you did right. Same kind of thing. If you watch yourself on video on the dance, you would pick up things that, oh, yeah, my foot wasn't supposed to be there, it was supposed to be there, this was not right, here was my elbow, was a, and that's what you do in sports. Because we're our own worst critics, obviously. Exactly. We were so fortunate. This was like one of the most amazing events I've ever participated in, and all of my pro friends that were dancing with students or volunteers as well said the same thing. Uh, Katie Newton and Ashley DeWeese, who we worked with to to do the event, they were so incredible. They had everything thought out to a T. It was insane. We never get rehearsals, by the way. I know you don't know this in the ballroom world, but we never get rehearsals. We never... In fact, when you're competing, you frequently don't know what style of music or you know the style, but you don't know what song you're going to dance to. So uh, you have a routine set to a cha-cha and then a cha-cha song comes on and you just deal with whatever song you get. But even for showcases and performances, it's pretty rare to have rehearsals in the sense that we did. So it was really, really nice to be that well prepared. However, 
one of the things that kept making me a little bit nervous about you is that you were not getting nervous to perform. <laughs> like, why is that? Why? So this is something you came into this with zero dance experience. Mm-hmm. And yet leading up to it, like the week before we were about ready to dance, we're like, so you're getting nervous, you're getting nervous. And you're like, no, I'm fine. Why is that? Why aren't you nervous? Well, I, I think it's in part because one, one of my rules in life is to try and not take myself too seriously. Um, I think that's really important is to have a little bit of that perspective. You know, all that's of us, rare in the ballroom world, by well, the way. Everyone it's, takes it's, themselves way too seriously. It's, it's rare, I think, a lot of times in just any world. But it, I really do think you take a step back and say, "This is uh, we're all we're all perfectly imperfect. We're all you know we've all got great strengths and we all have our weaknesses. But we're all we're all human. And so when you venture out to do something outside your comfort zone, like I did with dancing, um, it's just embracing the fact that we are human and we're meant to do different things and we're meant to be part of communities and we're meant to and that just makes it fun and it takes the pressure off of whatever the you know individual moment might be and then and then on top of that we worked hard enough at it that I knew that you know we spent the time you were a great teacher and so I had confidence that I wasn't going to go out there and trip over my feet yeah. I hoped. Well, I mean, again, I know you know this with your sports background and the whole idea with getting ready for an event like this is that hopefully you've put the work in in advance and then you show up on the day and it's already done. You just show up, you dance, you're comfortable and you're set, you're ready to go. Yeah. And we did that the night before when I ran back up to Plymouth, just one more time, let's take another hour and run through it. And that was good. Yeah. And just like put you at ease and then you're ready to go. Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things about our experience, and again, I know, so you came into this again with zero dance experience, so you don't have anything to compare it to, but one of the things that I found fascinating about working with you for this event is in a lot of ways, you very much learned the process of dancing with a partner backwards. And what I mean by that is if you had come in and started taking lessons with me just as sort of a hobby and you didn't have any specific goal in mind, there was no event, I would have taught you almost like our first lesson where we hadn't picked out our song and I was just like, all right, what am I going to do yeah, with this guy? How about guy? a box step? How yeah, about a box this, yeah, step? Right. Like, how do we get started? We have to start somewhere. You learn a pattern. You would learn, we would be talking about lead and follow like right off the bat mm-hmm. because I would be reacting to you. I wouldn't necessarily know what step you were going to do next, even though like, you know, I kind of got your number. I know what steps you would know. But in this sense, because we were learning in a very short amount of time and you had to be able to complete a routine with music, we very much so learned backwards. So the whole goal was to teach you the choreography, which is, okay, let me get you through all the patterns. Then the next goal was, okay, we got to be able to do this to the music or else we're going to look crazy. And then it really wasn't until the end of our lessons that we started working on the lead and follow. So what were your thoughts kind of going through that process? Were you just kind of like just blindly trusting me and hoping that I was leading you in the right direction? Or did it feel weird learning it backwards like that? No, I think... I think you brought it up at the beginning. I didn't know any better. And as we talked about a minute ago, too, I was learning how to learn. I didn't know what I didn't know. So it it was it, it felt perfectly natural because I didn't know anything else. But the further we got into it, the more unnatural it felt. If you The more I figured out how backwards I was learning it, right. the, the more awkward it became. But I really appreciated, in particular, the way you went about it. You mentioned in our first couple of lessons where it was just about the different dance steps or the different types of dances. I think that was also good for me in, in thinking about it more in the concept of those elements of dance versus just learning the choreography. Right. 
And it's interesting too, because that kind of ties us into how we ended up picking the music because for anyone listening who's has no background in ballroom or doesn't know anything about ballroom dancing, there's there's four actually main styles. There's sort of two umbrellas. There's international and there's American style. And under those two umbrellas, you have two other styles. So in international, you have uh, standard and Latin and in American, you have smooth and rhythm and they're very similar, but one style travels the floor, one style's more in place. I decided to teach you three dances, um, but it was more, I didn't intentionally. Yes, you did. <laughs> I didn't intentionally try to make it that challenging for you. You were up for it, so there's that. And it really was the song that we picked. So how did, I know I sent you a playlist. I just sent you a Spotify playlist. And to be honest, I'm like, it was the most random mix of songs because I wasn't sure if you were going to want to do a fast song or a slow song how did you go through like what were your thoughts do you even remember any of the other songs that were on the playlist like yeah some of them and you're right it was a wide range like you had some Motown on there you had some like pure pop stuff you had I mean it was all over the place yeah Uh, and then you obviously had some of the Latin salsa music you know as you and I talked about at the time it was trying to find one of those songs that just made you want to move. Right, and, that's and key. That, yeah, and that number two, you weren't going to get sick of. Because we were going to be listening to this right. dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Yeah. And then something that, as you, again, we talked about, that we could have fun with. And that was trying to get the image of the story that we were trying to tell and the costuming and all that kind of stuff and how it worked together. That was the other part of it, too. That was, it seems like the song we picked lended itself to that pretty well. Yeah, and I I do have to give you props because you... So in our routine, Tom is wearing a leather jacket. We were doing kind of like a cool guy, nerdy girl theme. And you really, really... Once we had decided on the leather jacket, you really, really wanted to switch the jacket at some point in the dance. And I just thought, no, Tom, it's so extra. Like, do we have to? It's always... It's going to be clumsy. And then you're like, come on, let's just try it. I mean, we did figure it out, and it was killer it was amazing it it was it turned into a signature thing it did i feel like it was like the most famous part of our routine and if you hadn't stuck with it i would have been like no come on and and you kept saying that i kept saying well you're the choreographer just (laughs) choreograph it we'll figure it out you had faith in me you had more faith than i had in myself and we figured it out that's teamwork though it's exactly right and it was it made it fun it really did that was it it put a little wrinkle into it that that it did was a crowd pleaser and when i'm watching the video that's actually one of my favorite parts of it i'm like oh my god we did that so smooth like that was amazing like (laughs) high fives to ourselves because we did that excellently so we were dancing to bad guy by billy eilish and the song is just the beats the rhythms change so much in the music that it really even if i'd wanted to make it one dance i don't think i could have it was completely three different styles so we did tango we did cha-cha and we did swing do you feel like you can differentiate between all of them? Like, are, were they that different? Or, like, what was your thought going into learning those three dances? I think it was similar to what we were talking about a minute ago. The more I learned, the more I understood how different they were. Right at the beginning, it was just trying to figure just out steps. transitions, and it was steps. Later on, I really felt, as we went through some of the lead follow stuff, really felt the difference in the different styles. So I think I can, and I'm glad I learned all three of them more or dabbled in all three of them. I can't say I learned any of them. (laughs) No, 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 you definitely can. Well, and it's kind of cool, too, because I mentioned that there's dances that travel, that there's dances that are more stationary. I don't think if I had planned it, you could have learned 
three completely different animals of dance. Like tango is a smooth style dance and it travels. And I feel like when people think of tango, they think of like a lot of movies, like, I don't know if you've ever seen True Lies. Oh, yeah. Animals. Yeah, you know, and Jamie Lee Curtis, they do their tango or yep. Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. It's always that one classic. Um, I can't remember the name of the tango song, but there's always that one tango song that's in every movie. You're supposed to have like a rose in your teeth. Yeah, and like, exactly. You know, a high slit in your skirt. <laughs> so you got a taste of tango. And then you've got swing, which even though it's a rhythm dance, it's it's that's a that's it's an unusual one. And then you've got cha cha, which is like sort of the most classic of all the Latin dances. Yeah. So I feel like if I was gonna like sort of open a window for you into the world of ballroom, you really got like a perfect sneak preview. Well, and you could tell that I was I, I warmed up to certain one styles easier than others. Wait, which right? is your favorite though of the three? Oh boy, um, probably the tango. Oh, I was gonna guess that. Yeah, yeah. Why? It, well. I think I was just going to say, in part, I think it's because it's what we started on. So I knew that best and probably felt most comfortable with it. So that would probably be the biggest reason. Plus, there's a lot of structure to it, too. There's structure, and it doesn't require as fluid of a movement. It can, it's a little bit more staccato. Staccato. Yeah, yeah. Which probably fits with my lack of fluidity quite well. (laughs) No, we'll just call that like your strength. Like you're like super good (laughs) at staccato movement. So you knew you were going to have a dance instructor. You knew I was going to teach you a routine. What were your thoughts about kind of going into this work, approaching dancing with a partner? Like, have you ever danced with a partner before other than like, you know, like weddings? Yeah, exactly. Only my wife at weddings kind of thing. Um, So it was really interesting to be able to learn a bit about, like we talked about earlier, the, the, the teamwork necessary to, in order to pull that off and the, the differences and the subtleties in movements around the, especially as the male part, the lead, uh, and the things, how dependent the female is on some of those cues. Yeah. Yeah. It really is crazy. There's always that action and reaction thing. And that's why it was so interesting when we were working together, you know, I talked about how there were so many things that we did backwards that like, for instance, you were learning the, the steps and just trying to get them to work with music. And then it was towards the end when I finally felt like we were really comfortable with music that I could go, okay, in order for me to react to this, I really need this kind of tone from your body here. And then I can play off of that. And it's, how did you feel when we actually started working on the lead and follow action reaction thing? Cause it, once we started doing that, it just made it so much easier for me to dance. Well, yeah, the, I, I've told a couple people that my, maybe my favorite, one of my favorite moments through this whole process is the day you were actually smiling and you're like, Hey, wait a minute. I was actually dancing because <laughs> you were, you were doing what you're supposed to do. And, yeah. and, and that was, that, that made me feel like, okay, I, I had at least learned enough to be able to take the lead for a good portion of what we were doing. And that was, you know, that was kind of that full circle moment. I think that's a huge thing because that's really everything that ballroom is about is that lead and follow aspect of dancing with a partner. And it really is. It's so relaxing for women as followers when they're dancing to, I always tell guys that when you, when you give us the option to second guess what we're supposed to do, we're immediately uncomfortable. And I know that we were learning a routine. So it was a choreographed thing. We had specific beats in the music that we had to, um, to hit and nail, but even from like a social dance aspect to maybe, I don't even know if you remember this from like your first couple of lessons when you would, you know, maybe lead me through a box step. It's, it's so nice as the, as the follower to have that sort of feeling of just letting go and letting someone else take charge, but also, you know, having our own side to the dance as well. And I think that is like, even for me, just as your instructor, that was one of my favorite moments towards the last few weeks of our lessons when I was like, Oh wow, he, I, 
I couldn't even take charge of that moment because he got there before I did, which was great. Yeah, well, I remember you said it at the end of the dance when I pull you in instead yeah. of just try, And it was like, hey, wait a minute, that actually works better. And I had yeah. to react to it right. as opposed to, you know, kind of holding your hand and walking you through the whole routine. That's when it really starts to feel like, oh, this is an actual dance partnership. This isn't just me babysitting someone through a routine. And I feel like that's, it's such an exciting moment because... For for you, I can see the results in it, obviously. But for me, even as as a teacher, to be like, oh wow, I'm I'm dancing with this person. I'm not just walking through it. And that well, was and that's I, it's probably one of those things again to go back to some of the sports analogies, where when you're learning anything and you have some success in it, it makes you want to have more. So whether it's tennis and you just hit that first really good backhand that you were learning, or whether it's you know golf and figuring out you've hit that first drive really square, the same thing when you feel like you've made some progress, it it almost makes you want to come back and make more. Yeah, that's what kind of motivates you to go forward. And I relate that so much. Um, I have a lot of my students that bring up golf. And if you've ever done any kind of physical activity, like, like you with sports, people that have done martial arts, even um, you and I talked about your daughter who's fluent in French and even just that sort of, I don't know if you could call it muscle memory, but that sort of intuition where you stop thinking about it and you're just doing it naturally or like people that play musical instruments. It's such a huge thing. It is. It crosses over from the, from the conscious to the, to the subconscious. Yes. You're doing it automatically then in your subconscious. Um, and that's that takes obviously years of practice and a lot of repetition. And to your point, some people are born with more natural abilities than others. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think also you and I got really lucky because I feel like right away we clicked instantly. And my friends and I talk about this a lot about what makes a great dance partnership, whether it's again like a short term one or whether you're uh, it's a professional partner, someone you're going to dance with for years and years and years. There's so many partnerships that that work really well, and there's even more that are like disasters because there's this recipe of, I think chemistry is a huge part of it. You just naturally have chemistry with some people. I think one of the biggest things is um, having a similar work ethic. It doesn't have to be a great work ethic, but I think having a similar work ethic is important, and I think communication is huge. And I feel like we get really lucky with each other where we kind of like ticked all those boxes because there were so many times I would be starting to say something to you and you would either have the thought before I could get it out of my mouth or you'd finish the sentence. And it, it, I, I think a lot of people who danced in this event must have had that experience with their partners because I saw a lot of that really great friendly energy with everyone dancing. But I, that was something that I feel like we really, really got lucky on. I agree. And I think it was, it's a testament, again, you were talking about uh, Katie and Ashley earlier that... The people they picked to get involved, right? They were the right kind of people who were were in it for the right reasons. They wanted to have fun with it. Uh, They wanted to have fun with the partners they were dancing with. They, you know, so that sense of spirit was pretty evident throughout the whole rehearsal day. Super, super clear. And that made it a lot of fun because it was, you know, from, as you said, from the beginning, it was apparent that both of us were in it to have fun. We were going to enjoy it. And we were starting, you know, from the right spot in order to to build on that. Yeah. And there was so much, just, I know this is such a corny thing to say, but there was so much good energy in the room that night. And we were all just stunned at how, A, how different everyone's dances were. We didn't even really, unless maybe Ashley was keeping track of it, but I don't think there was sort of that conscious focus to make sure that we were all doing a diverse range of dances or, or music. It just sort of happened naturally. And everyone's dances were so entertaining. Like I, I, I don't even know, 
watching everyone at the rehearsals and then watching them perform that night, I just kept thinking like, wow, everyone worked really hard. No one phoned it in. Everyone really, really danced. Everyone's routines were so entertaining. It was incredible. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've been to a lot of charity events uh, over, you know, my career. And so often the pro the causes are great, but the programming just can lack entertainment at times. Yeah. I don't think anybody would have said that about that event. Right. You Whether you were participating or not, everybody that I talked to really enjoyed all the dances. It was really fun and entertaining. In addition to being for a great cause, it was just was a, a night of a lot of entertainment. Yeah. And like we tie it back into it seemed like Chad just really, really loved to dance and it was just it was such a magical night that dance is sort of what brought that event together. That yeah, was really, exactly. really incredible. That, very cool. So what was your least favorite part of the experience, if there was one? I think the the least favorite part was just trying to be more perfect in some of the dances. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, some elements of it. I wanted it to come faster and more naturally. But that's that's just part of my nature. I'm just impatient when I'm learning something. Do you think new. you're like a perfectionist or is it just It's impatient? probably a little bit of both. It's it's a lot of it's impatience. Like I want to get it faster and faster because then once I get the basics, I can start to get better and better at it. So that was probably early on the most frustrating thing, but that's pales in comparison to all the good things. And, and I think top amongst those was just spending time getting to know you. We had a really, as you said earlier, good chemistry. It made it, uh, you know, made the work a lot more fun. We enjoyed the process, and then it capped it off with a great day where we got to know some of the other people that we were participating with. Yeah, I loved that event. It, it. I mean, you've been to a lot of charity events. I've been to a lot of dance events, and I have to say this really was at the top of my list. It was great. Yeah, it, was it really incredible. was. The videos they did, all the oh pr- professional God. production, it really was well done. Yeah, it was a beautiful night. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for being my dance partner. Like I said, you're one of my all-time favorite, favorite dance partners. I loved working with you. Thank you. Likewise, it really was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm glad we made a new friend in the process. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe if you want to keep up to date with more episodes, and we'll see you next time. Bye.